missing that one, but I did tune up. Because this is going out to anyone who wants to hop on. Hello to those who may be listening for the first time. This is Kelly Dwyer. My nose does sound like this. I've had quite a few antihistamines already this morning. It is 9-12 on the island of Manhattan. I'm not in island of Manhattan. I'm not in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. This is the Never Too Much podcast. How we doing? How we doing? Austin did what we thought they were going to do last night, but that did not mean it was any less exciting. I enjoyed the heck out of it. It helps when Jalen Brown is at the center of it. Doubly helps when Ennis Cantor is relieved in the second half for more Mr. Williams. Uh, not talking about Robert. And uh, although I'd love to see Time Lord as well. Why the heck not? <sighs> of course, Haywood has that mustache that is incredibly expected of him. Uh, and of course, it doesn't look bad. In fact, it looks good. It looks, it looks better. Now, if we can do something about that hard part, maybe muss it up a little bit, maybe go full Calvin on him, get a little cowlick going on. He played well. He had a shot. He moved the ball. He got on the boards. He's just going to be another player. Boston's going to get better. They're going to get better even without Hayward. Because Boston is unfortunately super talented. Uh, Miami held the ball. It held the ball. It just takes a second. It just it, it it's it's enough. It's the NBA. You gotta get rid of it. You gotta move. You gotta make a decision. You are not among the usual lot. You are among equals, even if you're an all-star. Solid state, yeah, man. Transistors, most important invention in the history of humankind. Uh, I didn't know they made it. Then I went to a guitar center to buy another guitar. Saved up. It was right after I got the job at Yahoo. Uh, bought a Gibson ES335 dot neck. That's not what I'm playing right now. I'm playing a Brian May guitar. Uh, but found that amp. Uh, used seventy five bucks. Was missing a, a knob on the top, so someone had uh, stuck a guitar. Uh, tone knob, the volume knob on it, so it just looks mismatched and 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 uh, patch over the eye and the whole thing. Only this treble, bass, no reverb, tremolo and tremolo depth that I don't use, uh, and it's just the I don't want for in to toss a fifties champ in front of me and I'll have some fun with it. This thing is incredible, and I just play it through it like it's a champ, like it's an old Fender. When Steve Cropper was setting up his rig in the studio, he didn't have much of a rig to set up. He's like, here's my amplifier, here's my guitar, and I'll accord. I'm just going to I'm gonna use a cord to just plug right. He wasn't like, let me stomp on my tube screamer. Let me get that EQ unit. And this is the Brian 
play guitar on the neck uh, pickup. Miami came back because three is better than two. And it was nothing disheartening for Boston, unless you're from Boston and you were already a few pops in. It, it was not a bad, no, it's fine. It was fine. It was fine. Boston could roll in the series. I don't think they will. I still think it's going to be uh, short and heat, but it shouldn't set you off on either side. Boston's quite good. And they threw looks at them that just made Miami doubt themselves offensively. And that doubt is all you need. You don't need to stop people in this league because you can't stop people. You just have to make people think they can't do what they enjoy doing. That makes people sad. You didn't get the usual Spolstra bump in the third quarter. And Boston was ready to ready with answer shots when Miami made its hay, when they when we got a game up. It was always a game because Boston was making it that way. It was uh it was it was cool to see. No one lost 3-0. No one needs that. I get that Boston has a big, uh, uh, you know, logo on its uniform, but we, we don't need 3-0. No one needs 3-0 in this league. We talked about Denver's problem trying to find a Rip Fox in Game 1. In the last Never Too Much podcast, you should subscribe. We do this all the time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's super cheap. Michael Malone swears they're going to find... Uh, some answer for that, but you can't answer for a passed ball. You can't answer for a, a basketball that's shot way ahead in front of you. Uh, but it's Mike Malone. I mean, who am I to argue with the coaching dynasty at hand? I didn't know they brought Gary Ewing into that second version of Dallas on TNT. It just may have popped up in an algorithm. I didn't know. I didn't know. He looks good. He looks good. Joan Van Ark was there too. It was a whole thing. Maybe Denver's going to find itself an answer, but it comes down to hitting shots. That's where it all starts. Yes, no turnovers, but shots mainly. Mainly shots for everyone here. And get those shots off. Well, we thought the Clippers were the business, and they proved to be at times this year, but the Lakers are on it and have been for a while. You know, sometimes these things are supposed to go too well. Pretend you're in Los Angeles. Not Lake Buena Vista. Florida. In 2000, 2001, I left college or was asked to leave. I, I, the, the details are hazy. And I work for Chad Ford's website. I work for a bunch of websites <coughs> on Hoops, Hoops TV, and uh, Scouting Service. Went down to Indianapolis for a camp. 
saw Julius Hodge. It was great. It was great. I saw Mari Stoudemire when he was like eight years old. but he's going to rule the NBA someday until they give him some sort of barbaric surgery on his knee. Uh, I worked for uh, Chad Ford's website. He was, he was uh, kind enough to have me along, and uh, uh, my role on that website was to write behind the box score, but mainly it was to uh, call quotes for the rumor page uh, the, the same sort of page you pretty much see on Hoops Hype. Uh, he had that up and going before anyone else. Like I can lay claim to with on Hoops the the block quote and the analysis and the, the you know the smarminess at the top and then a block quote and all that sort of stuff. Your 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 proto blogger. I don't mind saying it. Uh, but Chad Ford was hip to the trip with the rumor page. Uh, others can lay claim. Steve Kyler, that's fine. But Ford was, was uh, <clears throat> to these eyes, uh, on it first and, and pretty well. And uh, he was hot to trot on this Patrick Ewing deal. And uh, he gave the deal an unfortunate nickname. Uh, one I will not reveal here. Uh, but... Let's just say the only proof of it online is that uh, he made a few Fay Ray jokes later on. Uh, but I do not, though I know there was no malice intended by Mr. Ford with that. It was just meant to represent the size of this possible deal that could send Patrick Ewing away from New York, uh, where he's been a mainstay for low these many years. And uh, it was a thing. Seattle, like, straight away was like, hey, Vin Baker's got some issues, so you want to take him on? And uh, Seattle was a year removed from, or a year, a year later, they would trade him for, for absolute nothing to Boston. And it got even worse. Uh, but they offered him right away and saw that New York was a little too eager. And then word got out, and so everyone got in. Like, New York was just... Does anyone have a contract they can throw in to match Patrick Ewing's $16, $18 million for the uh, 2000-2001 season? And also, does anyone need a Patrick Ewing? A question that everyone had an easy answer to for a long, long time, but by 2000, coming off an Achilles surgery... Tear and surgery. He, just, he wasn't just like, hey, give me some... I want that thing that Achilles had. Where I'm a golden god except for uh, my Achilles. That's kind of what he had except for also the knees and a wrist that he injured against when Andrew Lang pushed him to the floor uh, in Milwaukee in 97-98 that uh, was described by the fellow who performed the surgery as the sort of uh, injury you get in a car crash or motorsports. So, a fast car crash. So I don't... It was hard to understand the trade at the time. We were just getting used to the ideas of expiring contracts. But the, the real trigger was 
hey, see if you can get something better at... That's the first time my phone's done that. See if you can get something better at the trade deadline. When teams get super desperate. Because teams don't get super desperate in the summer. They just get weird. And the inaction leads them to do crazy things. Like trading Patrick Ewing's expiring contract for a sign-and-traded Glenn Rice on a new four-year deal. This man is 30-odd, 32, 33 years old. Uh, and also dealing for Luke Longley, who was signed through 2004. Jerry Krause got a sign and trade off of it and got Ron Artest out of it. Shoutouts to Clarence Gaines Jr. Rick Pitino is the is the guy that gave Travis Knight his contract, so you knew it was nuts. And it went till 2000. You'll read the whole thing. It's a mess. It's a mess. But there was a hope, at least I felt it at the time, that under Van Gundy, that some crazy lineup with three swingmen, Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, and Glenn Rice, and no point guards, now no center, and really not a power forward Larry Johnson is, is feeling. If they had Marcus Camby, but that you didn't know from week to week how he was going to be walking. So... It didn't feel like the end of the world. It's like, oh, Van Gundy can do something with this. And he did. They won 48 games out of that mess. And because of my association with NBA talk, Matt Lloyd at the Bulls gave me a press pass to cover a Knicks-Bulls game that year. Got to talk to Luke. Got to watch him put an earring in, like a big, weird, studded 90s thing into his ear. Uh, asked him about the triangle offense. Don't remember what he said. He appeared to be in a lot of pain. Ramp green, like I keep going to. There were also hopes for you in Seattle. There were absolute hopes. And then you saw the first game and it was like, oh God, Patrick Ewing and Vin Baker in the same front court is, uh, is bad even for the year 2000. That is, that is a slip city, baby. There is all men. And Gary Payton starting to lose it defensively. He was starting to let, let it go. Uh, because prior to Pat, they had a, just a rash of shot-blocking types, say Jelani McCoy and, and uh, McElvain and Kemp even, or you can just take chances. And uh, you can't really take chances with Patrick Ewing. Watch out for the puddles. It's been quite the effort just to make it this far. So they uh, let Paul Westfall go because he wouldn't curse and uh, brought Nate McMillan in. And Dwayne Casey is the associate head coach and uh, missed the playoffs, uh, which in the West back then meant they won like 62 games or something. I think they won as many. They did well. They did well, but they missed the playoffs. And then meekly, Pat was off to Orlando. 
He wanted it to work because it was just so bad for everyone. It did well for the Lakers because, as Mark Cuban giddily pointed out, at the time, they were getting rid of salary people. They were only signing Milton. Right from his first year, Mark Cuban was just digging in on the Lakers. Why you guys only signing Milton? Minimum, minimum guys weren't using any exceptions. Why are you uh, just saying, I'm going to be able to outspend these guys? Why Why isn't Shaq signed to an extension? He wrote for NBA Talk. Shaq was good for the NBA because I guess the games were boring up until the point where Shaquille O'Neal went to the line because that was Hydra. I don't remember what, what his point was, but... We'd Steve Kerr write for us. Uh, he was still playing at the time. We had, I think we had Paul Westfall right for us. We did have Paul Westfall right for us. And I got an ulcer. I developed an ulcer working on that site. Uh, because it was, it was, it was, it was, your, my whole schedule was turned flip upside down. And it hasn't really been righted in the years since. Uh, just watching the games all night. And drinking Diet Coke and black coffee, uh, waiting for the newspapers to turn over so you can cut and paste headlines. I, my my giggle was the West Coast teams because they knew that Kelly sometimes would take naps that would turn into longer naps. And uh, so I had to just, uh, you know, go to every team has like six papers covering them back then with original content. Uh, and you just go to each one and take all the links from that day and update the team page manually. Uh, cut and paste the quotes manually, send any quotes that may be uh, salacious and or transaction-y, of which Kelly Dwyer had no interest in even back then, and still doesn't. Uh, I like continuity, and fellas being charmed about where they're at. Uh, so anyway, send those uh, salacious links to the front page email that will get posted on the thing as, oh my god, Gary Payton threw a barbell, or... <laughs> How is Vernon Maxwell still in the league? That's it, I'm tell <clears throat> Mr. Four got mad at me one time because I uh, was supposed to submit uh, your best and brightest ideas for the 2001 trade deadline. I was like, why don't we just do some trades that work for people? Why don't we just... Uh, I had... Ty Lue going to Orlando for Pack Arity, so the Lakers would get a big shooter for the triangle, and Orlando would get a uh, you know a, a darn good point guard to work under Daryl Armstrong and be there for the next five years. And I had some like other minor. They got that's the only one I remember. So they got real Terry Davis may have been involved somewhere. I wasn't doing it to take the piss. I was like, where can I fit in here? Because I can't get into a single paragraph about why Travis Carter should go wherever without breaking into a dumb hate-myself smile. So let's just do a he got upset at that. And then that 
last summer. Psych, or no, that spring the site went under when all the when the dot com stuff crashed in 2000. But by then I'd started working for a tout service. Any NBA people are listening? I've never made a bet on an NBA game in my life. One year I did bet a guy a case of beer on whether or not Kevin Love would average double figure rebounds that season. And listen, we know Kevin Love. How do you think that one came out? Did not get the case of beer. Did not press him because the gentleman at the time was a sturdy bartender. Still is. Uh, free drinks were not a problem with him, so I, I didn't really press. <clears throat> so it didn't work out for New York. But they got a competitive team to be on uh, TNT a million times that year. And uh, then everyone quit. And they signed Allen Houston to a $122 million deal or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, let's talk about Denver. B sounds a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Sorry, the Denver. I like this. I've talked myself into this. Not even while mowing the lawn. I don't have a lawnmower. The NBA's copycat league. It's it's all corp nonsense and polos and tucked in shirts and and uh, nonsense proprietary stuff. It's no nonsense. It's all great. And think of this. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna sustain no matter what the impetus. It's going to. The idea that that teams are gonna just build and earn jobs or earn another two years. Patience from the team's owner. They're gonna do whatever they can to survive. And the. Only way to do that is to pounce on the best player available at the time. Doesn't matter if it's your favorite guy, best player available. That's the Moray thing. The same goes for the sort of opinion that you have to have about how teams are built. It used to be you just brought off the old mix and that'd be enough to get you a job. It's different now. It's different. Got to be a corporate dork. So, Denver. Been together forever. Give me some time on these guys. Give me some time. I might take two centers, draft two centers. I don't know. Trade one halfway in. Give me some time on these guys. And that's going to be the blueprint. We have a stash of picks coming in this year, and this is where we're looking at a team like the Nuggets that probably bought from the building. It's going to be great. It's going to be great because if they can get through the summer, whenever NBA summers come back, they can get through August and September like the... They can learn from the Knicks. We're going to see a heck of a lot of continuity. We're going to see some teams sticking together. We're going to see patience. I hope we are. I hope we stick to our words we said in public several years ago. I think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to be trying to get some Denver's. 
Like the last NBA champion got there because they went out and traded for the hottest hotshot in the NBA. And he hotshotted them to a title. But he couldn't have done that. Talking about Mark Saul. He couldn't have done that with any other team. It had to be Toronto. I know Toronto just got rid of their main peg. Talking about Jacob Pirtle. But the rest of Toronto had been around forever. They knew each other. They hated each other. It was that sort of team. So I'm digging it. We're going to get used to people. I hope. I hope. I'm not against player movement. Don't make that mistake with me. I want those to be happy. Denver as the avatar. I like it. I like it. I think that it's going to be a point where the good graces of good basketball are going to meld with the flavor of the day. It's not going to be about four seven-footers out there, although they might take that cue from Denver, too. It's going to be about keeping guys around. I didn't think Jamal Murray was this good. I saw how young he was when he was doing the stuff that I was okay with, and then I go, didn't see this. Didn't see this. But look how comfortable these guys are shooting the ball. Look how comfortable they are with movement. I know Jokic feels, looks, listen, that gentleman, you've seen him as a kid with his shirt off. They, he's never been uncomfortable. You're a kid and you're walking into a situation with your shirt off, you are in charge. Doesn't matter what you look like. Shout out to those kids. But there's a difference with them. With other teams and the guy goes up and I'm Kemba Walker and I need to take my jumper now and I'm Gordon Hayward and it's time for my jumper. Jalen Brown, great thing he's finally moved to a bit more of just being a my jumper guy. They put him in the action in game three. There's there's a pause. There's a video game aspect to it. There's a, <clears throat> okay, this is it. Okay, clear your throat. All right, knees up. Elbow under. Now release the ball at the absolute top of your arc and let go in this shot. It's odds of going in. And like the Nuggets, Gary Harris from the corner. Torrey Craig falling to the floor after grabbing an offensive rebound and throwing it up. Uh, Jamal Murray from quite literally anywhere. You should see him in practice. I'm sure it's all backcourt shots. Uh, it, there's a not even a flow when they're by themselves. It's just we're in a gym and we're shooting. I'm used to the people that are around me. We finish each other's sandwiches. I do have one effect. It's a body pedal. There's an ease to the nuggets. And I'm enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. We're all enjoying it. I do not want to paint the Lakers as a bunch of Hollywood jerks. Because <laughs> one of the cool things about these TNT games is you get that huddle action. 
if you're watching on your computer. And I've seen LeBron and Anthony Davis in timeouts going over it, going over it, looking at the pad, looking at the screen, going over it. Not for show. Not everyone look at this. Not I know. Uh, we know the showy examples in NBA history. LeBron has been part of many of them. This isn't showy. This is let's figure it out. We're going to be here. We might as well take this. So if Denver does go down, they're going against a uh, well-coached team where everyone quite clearly understands their roles. Staff, players. Gotta get some of that L.A. culture, that Laker culture. Everyone talks about heat culture. Laker culture is important. When you get a team... In Los Angeles, that's the Lakers, and then players want to play for you. Because it is cool to live in Los Angeles from September until June. So have fun on Sunday night. Enjoy the UN article. That's the humbucker setting. That's the one that Brian May usually uses. Uh, consider subscribing to the uh, to the second arrangement. It's a lot of fun. We're gonna do tons of dope stuff during the off season. I'm not gonna say dope when we do it, and uh, we've got a million behind the box scores to go before this uh, September to October season ends. <laughs> That's a solid state, man. Uh, enjoy the Ewing thing. And uh, take care.